This episode of the Pursuit Podcast is presented by Fisher Skis. Uh, this is the Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Mr. Adam X. You listen on the Auto Collective. I don't know. It's a big umbrella. We do it all here. We, you know, we we've got Michelle Parker. We've got Adam Jabber, uh, Ethan L. Photo behind the scenes, kind of making it all happen. And it's just a great group of individuals. We have some fun. And we can do whatever we want. So what I've been doing, and as you guys know, I've been doing this weekly or monthly podcast where I just talk. I rant. I have notes, but I have no plan of attack. Uh, they could be 20 minutes. They could be an hour. We'll, we'll, we'll hopefully land somewhere in the middle. So I hope you enjoy it. And uh, I don't know. I don't know where. I don't know. I just I really enjoy these. But anyway, let's get let's get right into it. You know, I was at Ollie's, you know, good stuff, cheap bargains. I don't know. I was looking for junk because that's what you buy at Ollie's. But it said life, liberty, and the pursuit of bargains. And I was thinking, you know, what a terrible slogan. But then I was thinking I could have a bad slogan as well. So here it is. I'm going to lay it on you. Let me know what you think of this slogan. Ready? All right. Picture the scene. It's like eagles like like not american eagle like a bald eagle right like and then like a flag and okay i got a bald eagle i got a picture america you know like i don't know i'm not that part of our country anymore okay but so you picture all that and then it's like life liberty and the pursuit podcast it's a work in progress. So let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. Uh, I don't want to talk too much, but you know, we're, we're there. It's, it's almost fall. It's September, September 13th, September 13th, which means football's started, which means ski season is coming. Can we just talk, talk about football for a minute? Like Aaron Rodgers played four, three snaps, four snaps, He's going to get paid $77 million for three snaps. And if we're talking about it, let's light up the room here, folks, because like Josh Allen had more completions to Jet players last night than Aaron Rodgers did. What do you do in that situation? He's an all-star athlete, Aaron Rodgers. Superstar. They brought him onto the Jets. They filmed all these things with HBO and a whole docu-series. I'm sure it was great. I didn't watch it. But now what do you do? Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. And is he going to play again? Does he need to play again? Is it worth him playing again? What do you do in that situation? And if you're the Jets, do you you just cut him and pay him $77 million? What is that like? I'm just hoping for a free pair of goggles and some skis here, folks. Meanwhile, like $77 million, $77 million. I don't even know what that means. I could be wrong on that. $77 million to throw a football and you tear your Achilles and you're done for the season. What is it? What do you do? What? 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 Come on. That's a little John moment right what? there. What? What? I don't know. I just football is like such an insane sport to me and it's boring. 
I think everyone forgets with all the advertising and the marketing and the hype and the promo. And then you watch the game and it's 3-3 at halftime. I don't know. I'm not here. I'm not here to shit on football and like I get it. People love it. They like watching it. They enjoy it. Good on you. But it's not that cool. So like get outside. Touch stop ruining your Sundays watching people do things. Maybe go outside and like physically do things. Just a thought. Just a thought. Snow predictions this year. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of hype. I'm seeing a lot of things. It's an El Nino year. What does that does anyone know what El Nino means? Polar vortex. Like all I know is El Nino is Spanish for the Nino. Thanks to the late great Chris Farley. But what do we know? How do we, you know, do, do you guys have rituals that you do? Slide in my DMs at Mr. Adam Max. I want to know. I want to know if there's something that like that, I don't know, gets you hyped for the season or, you know, your family burns skis. Don't burn skis and tell us because everyone will be mad. Um, but you know what I mean? You get what I'm saying. Like what, what how do we get hyped for this? How do the ski season? Like how do we, what do you guys do? I'm just interested. I want to know. Uh, I think, I think the East Coast has to have a good ski season. I don't know, like ski resorts, small ski resorts aren't going to make it if we get another bad season. And that being said, support your local ski resort, even if you hate it, even if you can't stand the management. I feel you. I know what it's like, but it's a giant operation, and I don't know how to run it. So it's really easy to throw rocks. You know, what do they say? Like, don't people in glass houses don't throw stones or something. You're sometimes you're only fucked up as you are sometimes. I think that's how it goes. But no, no, no. I mean, it's too easy. Like, we we hate Vail. You know, we hate whoever. We hate them. The locals are mad at Jackson. The locals are mad at, you know, Holiday Valley, which is my home resort. The locals are mad at Kissing Bridge. The local, let's just be happy. We're skiing. We're doing what we love. We complain about the grooming. We complain about the food, but like we love you. It's like it's like a kid flirting. If they're mean to you, that's that's that means they like you. That's what we're doing at the ski resorts. We love you, everything about you, but we just want you to be better. And we don't know how to make you better, so we complain. But we also don't know what it means to run a resort and do those things. So just. Management, we're sorry. We're just throwing our opinion. We're just throwing our hat in the, in the. We're throwing our hat in the ring. Throwing our. I don't know. We're we're just trying, and I know you guys are too. But we're customers, and we spend a lot of money, so we think we have an opinion, even if we don't. So I'm just getting it off my chest early. I love the local resorts. I love everything y'all do, and uh, I don't always agree with all the decisions. But I might. I don't know all the decisions. I don't know the answers. So I'm sure there's great reasons behind the decisions. But how I got on this rant anyway, snow predictions. East Coast going to have a banger year. West Coast, you're going to get your snow. But I don't think it's going to be like last year. And I don't know if there will ever be a season like last season. You know, and it brings up a point. What is the Midwest? What are you? Is there a Mideast? This is a Chris George point. So I don't want to take... 
I don't want to take all of the credit from at regular mustard, but like what, where he makes a good point, Denver, you're Midwest, but like, where's mid East Ohio, Illinois, something to think about. I mean, maybe I'm, I don't know, something to think about. Where does, where does it end? Where does it start? Where does it begin? It like how, I think it should just be East and West, North and South. There's like Florida, which I never want to go to. And that's fine. Cool with that. And then there's like Carolinas, which seem cool probably for mountain biking. And I think that's it. Where else would I need to go based off of like what I know about nothing? Where does the Midwest start? Someone please fill me in. Let me know. I want to know. Where does it start and end? And does Colorado fall under Midwest? Because you got a lot of driving to do if you're driving west. So, and where is Mideast? Does it exist? What do you guys want to talk about? What do you want to do? I'm thinking here. I got to talk about Instagram ads and ads in general. I get more cold plunge ads than I ever have in my entire life. And like, we're just jumping into a bucket of ice. So is it a fad? Does it work? Cold plunge people. Talk to me at Mr. Adam X. Slide in. Let me know. Does this, what is this? Do you feel better genuinely? Do you think it does something? I'm not judging. I'm asking. And then if you have a cold plunge, do you do a sauna? Is that like how it works? Hot tub, cold plunge, hot cold. Do you go sauna over cold plunge? I just, I forget. What's the guy's name? The guy who like, he like climbs mountains barefoot. I don't think I could do that. Even with meditation. But is this trainable? Is it a coachable thing? Tell me all about the cold plunge. If you are an expert on cold plunges and or climate change, I know they're not the same thing, but I want to talk to experts on both. Let, I want to talk to you. I want to know. I, what is this cold plunge fad? Why? Do you feel better? Do you actually feel better? Are there benefits? Are we making this all up? Like, give me something here. I just... There's got to be more to this cold plunge. Or is it just marketing? Are we just being sold and we're buying like these paper mache toilets uh, that we're dumping ice in and we sit in there for half a second and we're like, oh, I feel fantastic. Like, of course you feel good. You don't feel anything. Why wouldn't you feel good if you're numb? I, I guess I, I don't know. I'm waiting. I'm I'm looking at the I'm looking at my computer waiting for someone to respond. Like that's gonna happen. Like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna get get a response. Uh let's talk about gear. Let's talk about gear for a little bit. You know, you guys know that uh this show is presented by Fisher Skis. Great humans over there. Love all of them. Uh, they've been great people and like beyond the people, the products are just amazing and they're getting better. They're just getting better and better and better. The Ranger series is insane. Like so, so, so good that it's frustrating. 
like I'm fortunate that I have a nice quiver. You don't even need the full quiver. A 102 or even a 108, you could ski all day, every day, all conditions. That's crazy. It's insane. And I know every line, they've got their flagships, they've got their staples. And like skis in general, holy shit. Like, I remember back in my day, I remember the Rocker 2 series came out from Solomon. And it was one of the best skiing skis that I've ever felt in my entire life. I couldn't believe it. I skied, oh, I was it Rocker 2? I had a Rocker 2 100 and a Rocker 2 108, maybe. Had like wolves on it and bizarre graphics in a 190. And I thought that was like the quickest turning ski I'd ever been on my entire life. And I remember, I just, it blew my mind. And now, fast forward, I don't know, 10, 15 years. Skis are just getting better. Solomon, Fisher. I don't know if Rozzy's are getting better. Sorry, guys. Uh, Line, K2. They're all getting better. And and someone asked me, and I might have mentioned this on the podcast before, but someone asked me, like, how do you how do you choose what ski you want? Or how do you, you know, if I'm in between brands, what's the move? What's the best way to do it? What's you know, obviously I want you to buy Fisher skis because I believe in the product. I believe in the people, but that's what I'm here to sell you is not only the product, but the people. So when you're looking at a brand, you're looking at a Salmon or Razi or a Fisher, look at the, the people they support. Look at their team. Is it diverse? Do you like the athletes? Uh, how do they respond to comments on social media? How do they interact with their community? That's how you help make a decision on your ski. Because they're all great skis. So it's something to think about when you're buying a ski. Who's your favorite skier? What kind of skis are they on? Are they getting supported? It's a really nice way to make a decision. Because by you supporting that brand, you're then supporting your favorite skier. Just like if you buy Fisher skis, you're supporting this podcast. It's that simple. And they all make great skis. Fishers are the best. But they all make great skis. Fisher's got a new ski out. It's called the Nightstick. There's only 150 available, I think, uh, in the pre-release with this colorway, black and pink and purple. I believe it's 98 underfoot. I haven't skied it yet. Freestyle, free ride ski. I hate saying freestyle, but it looks so much fun. There's videos out there of kids just buttering the shit out of them. I can't wait to ski them, and I'm so excited that Fisher's making skis like that. But what I want to talk about is the Fisher RC4 boot collabing with ZipFit, which means you can buy a boot at retail with a ZipFit already. So you are saving so much money. You're getting a high-performance liner, a high-performance boot, BOA if you want it. Like These things are slippers. And they perform, they ride great, they do what they're supposed to do. And I think it's, I want to say it's an industry first. I don't think anyone's ever done a collab with ZipFit. And I asked, and I asked again, and I asked again, they didn't just slap a ZipFit logo on these things, right? Like we didn't just take, you know, a, a whatever, blank liner, shove it in there and put a ZipFit tag on it. They are saying, they are claiming, and I've touched them, I've seen them, I 
I skied them once at a demo, so I can only give you my honest feedback. But it's a zip fit. It's a full-blown zip fit. It's a real zip fit liner. The value is insane. The comfort's insane. If you have this isn't an ad for zip fit. This is just fact. I ski zip fit liners and I love them. They work. It like it's it's a hug for your for your foot. And the performance value is there. And they're supposed to last forever. I mean, they're talking 700 to 1,000 days on a liner. Some people, that's a lifetime. I ski a lot. And that'll last me till I'm almost 50. And you could do the math on that. Uh, gear. gear sn- Are you guys gear snobs? Do you, what do you think about gear? Do you feel the need to constantly buy new things? I'm torn. The dirt bag of me wants to just just be a dirt bag. Duct tape, don't care, junk. And I think that's why I loved Telemark skiing. It's because it just existed and you could just keep fixing it. But then there's like this appeal for lighter, faster, smoother, cooler color, NFG technology, new fucking graphics. I I tip the hat. To anyone who can just not be a gear snob, not chase, you know, specifically, I've been talking about skiing a lot, but specifically in bikes, I'm not a good mountain biker and I want the best mountain bike on the world to make up for it. That's what I want. I want lighter, faster, you know, cooler colors, obviously, but I don't know these people who do it, 15 year old bikes, 20 year old bikes. I'm just jealous. I don't have it. I need it. I need the new bike. I need it. Do you see Santa Cruz's new bike? I don't know what it's called. It's an e-bike. It does 28 miles an hour. Pedal assist. Sub 30 pounds for an e-bike with a 60 mile range. At what point are they just dirt bikes? But also, how do I get one? If you're an e-bike denier, you're wrong. Uh... Mountain biking is all about pedaling and enjoying it. And you're still pedaling. Care what anyone says. Can you do, can you work like less if you want? 100%. But can you work just as hard and just go fast? Yes. E-bike deniers. Like flat earthers. It's the inevitable, folks. Someday we're just going to fall off this planet. And uh, that... That scary psychopath you've known forever is somehow going to be right. Because that's how the world works. Gear. I don't know. What gear are you guys excited for? Should, I mean, we're doing a gear guide. We're going to we're gonna put one out. We got some ideas of what we're doing. And, uh, you know, but like what excites you guys? What do you want to see? What is the boa boot thing? Is that what we're in for? Do we like the boa boot? You know, four, four, a four buckle boa is coming. It has to. Like, get rid of all the buckles. Nothing but boa. Is that good or bad? I mean, it's all it's all warrantyable. It's all lifetime warranty. So, like, breaking it. But, like, will we have parts in stock? I know the ski shop I work at. Uh, boa sent. They sent, a, like, a repair kit. So, now any boa boots that we have to, you know, that we sell, we can fix immediately. So, hats off to boa for knowing things break. Doesn't mean they're bad. It just means they break. 
Tesla owners, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like you guys have Teslas and you take them to shop all the time. And you brag to me how great the service center is because it tells you on your app. But like good things break. So maybe the Boas will break, but they're still good. The ultimate fit, is that good? I think it's good. Time will tell with this Boa thing. Is it, you know, I think it's going to be hard at lower price points. I think K2 has them all the way down to maybe $399. do not quote me on that. Maybe $499. Um, but that's, uh, that's going to be an interesting battle. People are paying $500 for a ski boot, which is a lot of money. Do not get me wrong there. Um, but they're, they're expecting things not to break and they don't understand that they, they can be fragile. And then you have your $1,100 boot and that consumer, that customer kind of understands that things break, you know, your high tier mountain biker, they know that these things work really well and they work, but they're fragile. They're lighter. They break. So will K2 have a battle with this BOA boot at a lower tier, lower price point? What do you guys think? Do you, do you want BOA? Are we solving a problem that no one's had that we don't actually need to solve? Or is this like, is this what people want? I, I, I That's a tough one. That's a tough one. Oh, I'm just looking at my notes here. You know what? This is a personal for me, and I want to know if anyone has an answer. What's next for Cody Townsend? What does he do? Does he just become a meme? Like he's approaching the end of his 50 project. Then what? What do you do? Cody, what's next? Do you have ideas? Do you have thoughts? People, listeners, do you guys have ideas? What is Cody going to do? And like, man, I remember when he started this project, I was like, that is brilliant. I think he was coming fresh off the line of the year, that super sketchy Kular that he just absolutely crushed and dominated. And, you know, I don't know if he knew at the time or I don't know the timing, but like they were, they were talking about having a family or they had a family on the way that line goes wrong. Cody's hurt, severely hurt. So it went right. And you're thinking about starting a family or I don't know. I don't know what their family life is, but they have a family now. So that has to be a conscious thought in your brain as a pro skier. You have a family life's changing all for the better. Life is rad, but risks aren't just about you anymore. It's a whole new game of risk management. So I I saw him pivot and do this 50 project. And the first couple episodes are phenomenal. And you see how much it's evolved and how good it's become and how and i think it's three movies three hour long films this year and maybe one short one or maybe two short short 20 to 30 minute films and two hour long ones i don't know don't quote me on that but to see what it's become is one of the coolest things to watch in skiing but also what's next which is such a shitty thing to say but cody townsend what's next what are you gonna do after the 50 because the people want it you're entertaining you're six foot so you're relatable to most skiers 
I don't know if that's true, but you don't, you're not like this little skinny year old guy climbing mountains. Love all those guys and gals, but like, that's not me. I see Cody climbing. I see a big man slugging shit, big stuff, big skis up a hill mountain. I see him suffering. It hits every category for me and watching something. I can relate to it. I can do all those things. I could do the 50 project. Am I gonna? No, but that's what makes the 50 so good is that I could, but now I'm just going to think about doing it. It's neat. I've done a couple of 50 lines and I see how Cody skied them versus how I skied them. It is like someone It is like watching an F1 driver versus like me taking my driver's test. That is the difference between Cody skiing the same lines that I've skied on the 50 project. But what's next? What do you do? What's the pivot? And I love that he's created such a neat, like, I'm trying to think of the term, such a neat I'm trying to think of the best way to put this. A neat career? Second career? Third career? I mean, this guy's had so many careers. But it's like he's made a home. He, I don't want to tell He's always had a home in skiing. He's done it. But it's like he's reinvented himself. He's this big mountain helicopter skier. And now he's this mountaineer. And he brings both sides. And he always wants to ski. You can see. You can tell by the ski choice. The skis he brings, you know, he, he lugs a big wide ski up, ski up the mountain because he wants to go ski a big dumb ski because he cares about the down. Cody Townsend is a man of the people, people. But what's next? He's done it. He's become the little YouTube star. But how do you pivot? How do you continue? Do you just keep plunking off projects? Or is this like the future of ski films? Are we just going to see Cody pro- Cody-esque projects? Is that is that the answer? Is that the move? Cuz we all know that, you know, budgets for ski films are getting smaller, getting uh cut, getting rid of, not existing. What is it? Outside? Outside canceled the Warren Miller film, but now they're doing a two-year project. What do you think about that? We haven't thought about that in a little bit. Uh, do you think it'll be a good project? Do you think it'll happen? I hope it happens. I know they have archives of footage, and that'll be really cool, but you still... I think the thing with Warren Miller films is they always showcased everything. And is can you keep that? can you keep that alive without... Warren Miller, you know, it's, it's going back to football. It's Madden. You know, my nephew asked if I even knew who John Madden was. And I was like, do you know who John Madden is? Like, yeah, I know who he is. I grew up with him. Do you know who he is? And that's going to happen with Warren Miller, especially because they took a break. Is it good? Is it bad? Uh, what did those athletes do? Now there's even more people fighting for a slot. In a ski film, will we see more independent projects? How do we fund these independent projects? Do brands get their dollars out of these projects? 
it's a lot. It's a whole undertaking. And I, I don't know the answer. You know, I love what Cody and Bjarne have, Bjarne have done. But how do we do it? How do we make it happen? How do we continue to support these things? Uh, I know Solomon's got a little uh, ski tour happening this year, film tour. Uh, I believe Amy has a ski tour happening this year. I forget the name of it. Um, it's going to drive me bonkers. But I, 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 that's how you support it. That's how I know. You show up, you get, you know, you win free gear, you go to the raffles, you you interact with Instagram, you interact with the athletes. That's how you support. And that's how you keep doing, that's how we keep these things rolling. Because if no one shows up, then it ends. You know, businesses, all these ski companies, their brands, their businesses, they're here to make money, which is okay. But we can at least show up. So next time a tour rolls into your town or your local ski shop puts on a ski movie, go see it. Because otherwise we're only going to have web series, which I love. But I'd love to see Cody Townsend, you know, a 50 project in a room full of people. It's what makes the experience. And we need more experiences. We're losing that. Now I'm sounding preachy. We're losing our experience. These damn kids. Uh, what else do I got? What else do I got? Should ski resorts charge for uphill access? I'm torn on this because I vote no because I'm a dirtbag and I'm walking uphill and I don't need to be charged for it because like, why are you charging me to walk up a hill? Uh, it's called a lift ticket. A lift ticket. That is my argument. That will always be my argument. It is called a lift ticket. Well, if I don't need a lift, then I don't need a ticket. You don't charge me to mountain bike there in the summer. If I pedal up, you don't charge me to walk up the hill in the summer. So if you want to put rules in place, I get it. There's groomers out there. There are safety concerns. I am all for it. But I don't believe ski resorts should charge. And I think it brings revenue. I think dollars and cents wise... You know, if I go for a night tour, we stop somewhere and have a soda and buy chicken wings. So it affects the town, it affects the village. If we go early in the morning, we stop at the coffee shop after. You know, people coming to your resort, no matter which way, spend money. Mountain bikers, cross-country riders who are not taking chairlifts, they spend money in your ski towns. So I don't think... We should, ski resorts should charge for uphill access. I'm sure someone with the knowledge will tell me why they should. I would love to hear it. But me personally, I don't think, I don't think we should charge. I just don't. I think it should be, if you want to walk up there, you've earned it. You've earned your ride. And I honestly think that like, and Magic Mountain used to do it. If you hiked a lap. They'd give you a gold coin, you'd go down, give it to the lifty, and you get a free lap. That I love. You're only promoting the sport of skiing. It doesn't cost you anything to run that lift for one more person because it's already running. So if they earn their way to the top, 
give him a free ride. I think that is how you keep Stoke alive. And I, I do think we're losing some of it at, at some of these resorts. You know, the small ones are struggling to hang on and the big ones are printing money. So how do we find that mix of character and vibe? And it's, and I'm so tired and I've been like this forever of the, of the beer culture. I don't drink. I've never drank. I'm not better than you. I'm probably worse than you. It's my one good trait is I don't drink. I don't even know if that's a good trait. Maybe I should drink. But there's a long time where I never felt like I was accepted in the ski community because I didn't drink. And it took me a long time to find that. So I And I love opera. I love hanging out. I'm all for it. But like, I don't have to have a beer and maybe it was just because, you know, early skiing, the money came from beer brands. So they hopped right in and that's how it worked. But I think it's changed and I think that's okay. And I don't want you to not have your beer at the end of the day. I want you to, I want you to enjoy it, but I want ski resorts to find a way to make it welcoming for everyone. Arguably families spend way more money at ski resorts than I do. So why aren't more ski resorts family friendly? Why are we marketing towards hardos like me when really probably 60% of the skiers, maybe even more, want groomers and spas? What It's a weird marketing thing. You know, we're marketing the hardest, toughest terrain in the planet, and most people don't want that. I do, but I don't spend any money at your resort because I'm cheap. I'm a dirtbag. I'm going to make tomato soup. You guys know how to make tomato soup? Free? Ready? Two. I'll get one cup of hot water. Two half and half creamer packets. They're free. Three or two, depending on how creamy you like it. Three, two or three packets of ketchup. Whip all that up together. Half a packet of sugar. Some free crackers from the bar. Smash it all up into a bowl. Voila. Hot tomato soup. Stay tuned for more recipes. (laughs) Hot tomato soup, completely free. Ketchup, hot water, creamer packets, little sugar, and some oyster crackers. All free at your local ski resorts. I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. All I need is eight one-hour lift tickets. I do not need one eight-hour lift ticket. I couldn't tell you the last time I skied eight hours. Does anyone ski eight hours? When you guys go skiing, do you ski from, I don't know what nine plus that is, but like, what does eight hours of skiing look like? We have night skiing, so I get there at noon and I ski till 8 p.m. Yeah, right. One hour lift tickets. That's all I need. Tuesday morning, boom, on the hill, 8.30, done by 9.30, pretending to do work by 10. Come on, people. That's what the world needs. Eight one hour lift tickets. Uh, we jumped around a lot. I'm going to keep jumping around. Tons of new gear out there, unless you're a Telmark skier. Then you just head to Ace Hardware. 
and like buy some new bolts that rusted out last year. Hiking poles for hikers. I'm for it. I'm a huge fan of hiking with poles, trekking poles. But be courteous, guys. You have weapons in your hand and you're walking. Share the trail. Be conscious of your poles. It's super easy. It's real simple. Uh, driving. I want to talk about driving for a minute. Everyone needs to slow down. You're not going anywhere fast. No one cares. Be nice. They're just humans. They cut you off. Well, they cut you off because they're driving a 3,000-pound death machine, and they couldn't see you. So just chill. It's like chill or be chilled, you know? We're just driving. We're all just trying to get by. We're all just trying to get places. Just, Just wait in line like the rest of us. Let me merge in my big stupid van or my dumb small Prius. Just be easy, people. Fast pass for Icon, and I think other couple other places are doing it. I haven't skied at a resort that was using the fast pass that day, so I don't know what it's like. I know Disney, like you have to do it. Uh, I don't care if you're rich; you should you always get privilege. You shouldn't, but you do, so that's fine. If you want to spend an extra hundred bucks uh, on fast passes, hopefully that keeps the regular passes down. Uh, just don't make it so we have to get it. Like I. I don't think we should have two, three-hour lift lines at ski resorts. We shouldn't have an hour. It should be no more than a 10-minute wait to get to the top of the hill. And how you do that is capacity, whether it's your parking capacity or your hill capacity, and stagger it. I'm Like, I'm all for staggered times. 9 o'clock, boom, that's your time slot. You're out there. 10.30, boom, you're out there. Give a tiered price. Save 10 bucks if you get there at 11. Great. Love it. You know, I COVID was not, not good. I don't care what your opinion is, political. It wasn't good. Um, whether it was fake, real, the times were not good. But you know what was cool? Rolling right into the ski resort and going skiing. That was neat. Uh, people staying away from each other. Neat. I don't want to say being courteous because no one was nice during COVID, but it was an odd time. It's weird to think about now. I can't believe that it happened. Like, we're going to look at this in history books. I don't read books. We're going to look at this in history iPhones. And we're going to, hopefully we learn from it. I don't, I don't know. I just hope I, I don't know. I did my best. That's what, that's what you do as a human. You do your best. But I did like the emptiness of ski resorts. I liked that no one hung out. There was no picnic tables on, on, or there was no picnic baskets on tables. You got in, you got out, you did your job, you went skiing, you left. You tailgated. Bring back tailgating, people. Tailgating is the best part of skiing. Sometimes I just go tailgating. I just take a picture of my ski boots on my feet. I don't even know how I got here. Fast pass. That's how I got here. Fast pass. I don't know. Uh, Barkley Marathon. You guys know about the Barkley Marathons? It's thought to be roughly 130 miles and about 63,000 feet of elevation gain. Uh, It's at Frozen Head State Park in Tennessee. And I believe this year was the first time they had a finisher in six years. 
So ultra runners, why? That's all I want to know. Why? Do you feel good after? Do you feel good during? Just tell me why. Tell me why. Uh, I think that I think we're gonna do it there. I think that's gonna wrap it up. Uh, September twelfth. This is my rant, the pursuit podcast. You guys know it. You love it. You know, follow me. Follow me on Instagram at Mister Adam Max. I'm gonna have whole types of stuff coming. I just bought a house. I'm finally moved in. Uh, I've got a little studio that I'm half building. So maybe I'll have some more content for y'all. Tons of great guests coming up. We're rolling into winter. You know, it's just it's just such a cool thing that I get to do this, and I'll never take it for granted. Uh, DM me, ask me. I don't know. I'll answer. I love it. Uh, I want to in October. So if you have ideas, please pitch them to me, and don't hesitate. You can do them now. I want to do it. I want to give you my phone number. Call in. We'll record five ten minutes about whatever grinds your gears or whatever you love or hate or into or you have questions let's do it let's make a collab podcast if you've ever wanted to voice your opinion to 6,000 people that's 12,000 years I will give you the opportunity slide to my dms at Mr. Adam Max let's line it up we can record tomorrow we can record today if you want slide my dms we'll get it all loaded we'll stack them we'll put out an ep in october uh housekeeping I don't know. I still got to get my wrestler. That's my goal. I got to get a wrestler before winter. I don't know. I'm going to just start reaching out to wrestlers and see if I can get one. He's got to be like a WWE, AEW wrestler. If you haven't listened to my last month's episodes, they are so good. I don't say that much. These episodes are good. Ellie Smart, Drew Climbs Walls. Like These are intelligent brilliant conversations with a mediocre host so hope you enjoy it leave a five-star review mention that mr adam x maybe i'll send you a microwave or something i don't know uh if you do write a review and you mention my name screenshot it send it to me please let me send you a care package i don't know what it'll be it might just be stickers might be a handwritten note I mean, I'm poor guys. I'm not going to send you. A, I don't, I'm not Mr. Beast here, but I'll do my best. Help me help you. Love y'all. Winter's coming.